Welcome to the LifePurpose.com podcast. The number one podcast in the entire cosmos for empowering and inspiring you to live your life's purpose. My name is Hema Allman. And I'm Gabriel Sarah. And today's episode is about becoming the purest version of you to live your life purpose. Now that I've been eating nothing but fruits for the last couple of weeks, I'm quickly realizing just how impactful food is and has been for supporting me, not just with my physical health, not just with my thoughts, or my feelings, but most importantly for my purpose and for what we're doing here with lifepurpose.com. And it makes absolute sense when I think about it, I can't believe it took me 34 years of my life to really understand this. But if we're making the argument that someone living their life purpose is at the top of the pyramid, it's a high vibrational reality that someone is living in. Well, what does someone have to do in order to vibrationally align to their life purpose? They have to consume high vibrational things. This is eating the right foods, drinking clean water, being in a supportive environment, being around supportive people, consuming supportive content or information or courses or books, and having a clear enough mind to where there is no mental chatter so that someone can take clear and massive action to live their life purpose. And while I've been sitting here and we were meditating on what to speak about today, I just kept hearing in my head, speak on the first thing that comes to you. The first thing that comes to me is talking about God and the importance and the impact of having a very clear and connected relationship with God. And if you think about this, if God is omnipresent, but let's say like the Bible, let's say that the Bible tells us that God is a being in the sky watching over everything. If you think about that from a vertical place, from a vertical perspective, if God is all the way up there and we're all the way down here. And the main thing that connects us with God is the spirit. It would make sense that we would have to live at a higher vibrational state of consciousness in order to have a connection with God and the divine, the angels, the archangels, the sun and masters, and etc. And I think the message of today is about in order for us to develop that relationship with God, we've had this conversation before. What we want as humans may be completely different from what God wants for us. And we've made this call a few years ago to live our lives in relation to the divine will. So not our will, but God's will. And for us to be the purest vessels and to be the purest instruments so that God can work through us and that God can speak through us. But God cannot do that if you have an omelet or me, Gabriel, Sarah, 
where you, the big one, the human side of you is obstructed and blocked because you have a desire for consuming lower vibrational things that prevent that flow of energy and prevent you from developing and having a strong relationship and an intimate relationship with God and with the spirit world. And what I'm noticing, like you have said, Hama, is as you look at me, you're saying, Gabriel, you're developing where you're embodying more of a Christ consciousness energy, your energy field and it's radiating more peace or whatever you were saying. And what I'm noticing is I agree with that statement that you made. And I would also say too, that that's only possible because I am making a conscious choice to be as pure as possible to receive and to live in harmony and balance with myself, with the outer world, and with God. But that's not going to be possible if the diet is not... Supporting it. Supporting it, exactly. We, you and I, Hama, we live our lives in such a way where we're very private and we're very contained from the outer world. And at this stage of our journey, let's just call it what it is, we don't have many friends. We don't have many acquaintances. We don't have many relationships. And I do believe that that is a very conscious decision for us because we do have to be very selective with who we allow into our field and into our circle and into our energy. Because someone, even though on the surface may have good intentions, their energy, their subconscious, what's radiating underneath may distort our diet. So it takes form in, in all different shapes. The diet, who you speak to, who you hang out with, what you read, what you listen to, what you watch, what you eat, what you drink, how you think, all of it plays a factor in becoming the purest version of yourself so that you can live your life purpose. And that's what it all means to purify yourself so that you can become again who you truly are. And in order for you to really live your divine purpose as a divine creator in alignment with your highest timeline, you must purify yourself on all levels. And energetically speaking, that means that you have to purify yourself from all the imprints that other people have left on you. In particular, I'm referring to your parents and those people that raised you and that grew up with you because they have imprinted energetically their ideas, their beliefs of what life is and what life should be and their own limitations onto you. And as we both have, clearly felt and seen on all levels over the last years, how many programs, how many patterns, how many habits were we acting out, knowingly or unknowingly, that were our parents? That's you. And how many times have we acted out someone else's beliefs or society's beliefs? And every single time we would catch ourselves and we would, the more aware we became and the more pure we became, the more we were able to catch ourselves and we, we would say, this is not me. 
there is a program behind it, there is a pattern behind it, but this is not who I truly am. That's an interesting point you bring up. I was earlier today during my workout, just before our level 10 meeting, I was listening to an audiobook by Alex Hermosi, who is an entrepreneur, and he's got a successful eight or nine figure business, I think. And he wrote this couple of books. One of the books that I'm currently listening to is called Hundred Million Dollar Offers. The book is basically about how to craft an offer so good that someone will feel stupid saying no to the offer. And in the book, he's talking about how to create a grand sum offer, but he's talking about in particular one situation where he was at a stage of his entrepreneurial journey where he broke his psychological barriers about money. And he, in the story that he was saying, he mentioned something about how one morning he received a call from his father, his biological father. And his biological father sounded concerned on the phone because his biological father saw him holding an event where he had a select group of people that he pitched the high ticket offer to. And the high ticket offer that Alex Hamozi was valuing the event or the price at was 42,000 United States dollars per person to teach them how to basically grow and scale their brick and mortar gym. So his dad was basically saying in an underlying way is what you're doing legal because from Alex Hermosi's biological father's perspective, for you to be able to charge someone $42,000, that is a program that he is not, it doesn't compete with him. Yeah. And so Alex Hermosi had to stop his dad and say, hey, look, let me ask you, if you are a gym owner and I said to you, I can help you grow your gym to profiting $239,000 a year within the next 11 months, and all you have to do is pay me $42,000. And even then, you pay me nothing up front. And you only pay me when I actually deliver you the results. Would you do it? And then it clicked in Alex Harbozzi's father's head. Oh, okay, he's not doing something illegal. But coming full circle with what you were saying, our parents have this idea of, or the ones that have come before us have this idea that, wait, is what you're doing in alignment with what I expect you to do? And most often is the case that it's not. And because it's not the case, it is a trigger for them. Because what you are doing is you're breaking the cycle. You're breaking the program. And that is uncomfortable for a lot of people. And this is also another interesting thing too, because I'm going to mention you and your story in a minute. Along your journey, Hannah, you let go of a lot of relationships. Very unattached. Very unattached at, at one point in your life because it was not in alignment with the grand timeline of who you needed to be. And case in point, you had a grandfather. You had a grandfather that had this idea of you and how he growing up and in his perception and his reality, how earning a living needed to look like 
while we were traveling, you would mention that your grandfather would constantly ask your mom, how is it possible that Hema is traveling around the world? What is she doing for money? How is it possible that she's doing what she's doing? She should be working right now. She should be working at a factory or at some physical location to earn a living. How is this possible? Your grandfather has a program. He has an idea and a belief about money, his perception and his relationship to money. You are not your grandfather, but because your grandfather saw you grew up and because he grew up in the world that he grew up in at the time that he grew up in, he wanted to perhaps subconsciously imprint that idea upon you. You had mentioned several times before some in some of these podcast episodes and during our time together that you had relatives that would try to almost make you feel guilty for wanting to live a life that was different from how they were living because the norm or the expectation was for you to go to school, get a degree, get a job, and then work for the next 40, 50, 60 years or however long you needed to until it was time for you to retire, get a pension, and then live below your means. And that was your, that was going to be your life. I've also had times, and we went in 2019 during the summer to New York City, and we visited my biological mother, and the program was very similar. The first thing that she said when she saw me was what? She said, is it true that you're traveling? Is it true that you're doing X, Y, and Z? And I said, yes. And she said, well, how can this be? We are poor. And needless to say, my relationship with my biological mother is very distant. I have intentionally distanced myself from this person. I have intentionally distanced myself from my relatives. I do not consider them family. And that's my own personal choice. But I'm saying this because I'm seeing the connection between everything that we've been talking about and this new diet now. And where I'm going with this is we have been in our own way restricting our diet, refining our diet in terms of who we hang around with, in terms of how we speak, who we speak to, what we speak about, what we eat, what we drink, what we consume, all of these things that have led us up to now being in a, a much more simplified state where our relationships, our circle is incredibly small. And that's not by accident. Well, I'm just having a, a big epiphany and a big, I would call it an enlightening moment right now. But I will share more on that when you're done with your part. Please, please go for it, go for it. Now, please finish your point. And So my point with this is, if you think about what's in your head, the voice in your head, I believe that we have two voices in our head. We have the God voice, the divine voice, and we have the human voice. And what you feed is what dictates the path in life you take. So if you feed the human side of you, which is, but these are my friends, but this is my family, and this is the way that I've always eaten. This is the way that I've always done it. 
then you're going to go down a path that is very similar to what path others have taken before you. But if you follow the God voice, if you follow the voice that tells you to eliminate, to fast, I, I think this is a huge topic in the Bible and building your relationship with God. I've had these experiences where I would fast constantly in, in years ago. And my relationship to that God voice or to the divine has only increased and gained more intimacy as I've gotten older and as I've practiced this new style of living more and more. And the connection and the point is the fruitarian diet that I'm on, I'm now seeing that this is the next level for me at least in terms of purifying myself, in terms of purifying my blood, purifying my body, and developing a stronger sense of connection to this omnipresent being we may refer to as God. And I'm doing this because in order for me, I can't speak for everyone else, but in order for me to live my life purpose, I am quickly realizing that life purpose, living that life of purpose is a very high vibrational endeavor. This is a marathon thing. We're talking about your life purpose, the purpose of your life. What did God put you here in this physical body to do? How does God want you to express yourself? And what would God, if God was the most loving being on in all of existence, if God is the creator of all, all things, and God is supposed to be the fullest embodiment and the greatest expression of great love, wisdom, power, and effortless simplicity, what would God want for God's children? Would God truly want you to suffer? Or would God want you to seek out God and to be the fullest expression of God in action? And the only way that I'm seeing that that can be achieved and that can be possible is if you do eliminate the lower vibrational things that are making you feel foggy, that are making you feel sluggish, that are lowering your vibration, that are depleting your energy, and you align yourself. People, conversations, content, food, etc. to what is going to be of the highest divine expression for you to fully express what your purpose in life is. That's the point of what I am saying. So diet, I am seeing, is everything when it comes to living your life purpose. Taylor, what was the epiphany that you had that you wanted to share? What you're saying today is very healing and very elevating and very activating, for me at least. Why is that? Because it helps me shift the perception of my human identity. You what? just mentioned, you know, it's interesting that you say that because you just mentioned your desire for heavy foods. Maybe before we started recording today's podcast, you said something, the human side of me, or I want, you started off that with, I want to have heavy foods. Yeah. I have been missing the feeling of having my belly full and feeling grounded. The last days I have been feeling ungrounded, sometimes even stumbling over my feet with the change of diet. Well, what if? Probably other factors too. And I've been just thinking about how good it was to eat my cooked polenta 
with the yogurt and how satisfying this was. But at the same time, there was also a price that I paid for it, which was a foggy feeling in my mind and not being fully clear. What if right now you're just experiencing the ungrounding because God is literally ungrounding you out of this reality wow. and replanting you into Loveland? And what if that's happening right now? But are you prepared for that? Are you truly in alignment with what you say consciously that you want? And are your actions in alignment with your words? And I believe that a lot of us, myself included especially, have said we want things. But, but we aren't ready for it. Exactly. But are you going to take the right action, the massive action, the aligned action to manifest that thing that you say that you want? So if you say you want to live your life purpose, are you ready to serve God? Are you ready to serve the divine? Are you ready to leave that job? Are you ready to leave that seven, eight, nine figure business? Are you ready to go and do something completely different than what you were originally doing? You know, for me, I notice a certain level of greed of constantly having to let go of things in my life and live very unattached and it's like everything is becoming even more narrow and part of me attaches to that with grief with loss with pity but that's why i say you helped me today to change my perception and my perspective and i can now see that this is the way but it's like so many things have been stripped away for the last years. Things that I didn't even know I would have an attachment to. And the worst thing for the human was when my body started to react with harsh allergies to foods, to cosmetics, even consuming content. I would have literal physical symptoms and eczemas and migraines and headaches to anything that I would consume that was not meant for me. And at times I thought I would go crazy until I let go. And the more I was able to let go, the faster my body healed and returned back to a normal, balanced and healthy state. I have a question for you. What is the difference between you 10 years ago letting go of the relationship that you had that you realized weren't serving you and your resistance to letting go of certain foods. It's the same thing in different form. It's just energy in a different form. So what's the difference between you letting go of the people that were not aligned to your greatest and highest good and your resistance now to the food? Everything is happening so much faster. Everything is happening so much faster. And yeah, I believe I believe it depends on your ability to let go that you are able to get closer to your true life's destination and to your true life's purpose. And the more you can let go, the more unattached you can be. And the more you can trust that this is all happening for your greatest and highest good, the faster you will be on your right timeline. But you know, some of the things for me, at least, they were a bit scary. The things that I was invited to let go of Sometimes I was forced to let go of because my body clearly said, we can't handle this. Sometimes it felt very scary because it's unfamiliar. 
And when it comes to the food, I am aware of the human, the human side of me and the limited side of me that is telling me and making me aware, like, how much more do you want to let go of? Like, you need to, you need to live. Your body need, needs nutrients. How much more are you going to starve yourself? Are you, gonna re are you repeating your aunt's vicious cycle? Like, is this really for your greatest and highest good? Are you fully aware and conscious of what you're doing? You really want to just live on fruits? So I'm very aware of this side and these voices, these narratives that want to keep you at a certain level and they will come speaking from a level of fear, speaking from a level of guilt, perhaps, and shame, or making you believe that you're not fully conscious and aware what you're actually doing and you may just actually go down a path where you end up getting crazy or insane you think it is the right path for you but you end up getting crazy or insane or you end up actually hurting yourself so i'm aware of this narrative that has been coming to my awareness at times which i recognize is not the truth you know as soon as as i'm hearing you saying this i can absolutely see the human side of you that is coming out and that is acting out and as I'm hearing you say this, I, I see in my third eye, there's that analogy of like the crabs in the boiling water and how when one crab is about to make it out of the boiling water, there's another crab that's in the boiling water that pulls the crab that's getting out back into the boiling water to keep it stuck. And I think this is the same thing too, like with in the case of Alex Hermosi in the book, when he was telling his story about his father and charging $42,000 for a coaching program or a service, how much of a stretch that was for his father. How Do you see how uncomfortable that made his father to where he had to call him and he said, is what you're doing legal? And I had similar stories with my father as well. And the same thing that I'm hearing from you now with in relation to your relatives and your aunt, are you going down that same path? It's the same concept. Is what you're doing healthy for you? Is is are you eating fruits and that's sustainable for you? Are you gonna are you not gonna kill yourself doing that? This is the same thing as well with the example of Tyler Perry. If you're familiar with Tyler Perry's story, he grew up in an abusive household, primarily because of his father. Tyler Perry's mother wanted Tyler Perry to get a job that was secure and stable with benefits because that's what she grew up knowing. That was the norm in her time. And Tyler Perry had something in his heart. I saw the WhatsApp message that you sent me from Instagram from Christopher Melchizedek, I think this was. And he talked about being the fullest expression of who you are and doing what you love because that's what the world needs. I was going to interview him. Oh, really? Yeah. Go for it. Are you in contact with him? I am. Wonderful. But they are the guys from New Zealand that couldn't schedule it because of the time zone. And now they're like, we're going to get back to you in January. No worries. If it's aligned, it's going to happen. That would be an interesting thing, uh, conversation to have and person to interview. So getting back to it with Tyler Perry, if Tyler Perry, it's in his heart, if it's in his heart to express himself, well, what is Tyler Perry really expressing? Is it really what's in his heart? Or is he really expressing God through him? God. Exactly. Yes. So if God has a plan for your life, and if you really can trust him and knowing it in the faith in that, 
And at this stage in my life, I'm absolutely convinced because there's no way by all logic of what the expectations were for me growing up that I should be number one alive. Number two should be building this company with you, lifepurpose.com and doing all the stuff that I've done at this stage of my life. Should have been done a long time ago in drugs, on drugs or in jail. According to? According to society, according to the status quo, according to especially my biological mother. So Tyler Perry had it in his heart to do the thing that God wanted him to do because that's what was in his heart. And what did he have to do? He had to disassociate that program that wanted to keep him small. The same analogy with the crab. Wow, can you say that? Like, this is so important. Disassociate yourself from the program that wants to keep you small. Exactly. Everyone needs to hear this. You need to disassociate yourself from that program. Well, how do you take action to do that? You need to raise your vibration and consciousness. And I'm understanding this on a level that I never was before. The norm society has told us you cannot eat fruit on your by itself and survive but yet what did we see just a few years ago the food of the gods living on light becoming breatharian there are people on this planet that do not eat food they do not consume any food at all they do sun gazing they consume food in the form of sitting in the sun and consuming the energy of the sun. God. How is that possible? God's light. God's light. And if fruits that hang on trees absorb sun every single day for a certain amount of time, and if this entire reality is fictitious, it's a simulation, and all this is is just energy in different forms, wouldn't it then start to logically wouldn't it make logical sense then that the foods we eat are in direct correlation to the amount of energy that we consume? But what's the source of energy? Is it artificial energy? Is it dead energy? Is it dead energy or is it higher vibrational energy that actually gives you life? That actually feeds your life? That feeds your life purpose? Mm -hmm. So Tyler Perry, he may not be a fruitarian or breatharian, but regardless, Tyler Perry, what did he have to do? He had to starve. We talked about this before. He had to starve the things that were not in his best interest. When he had those moments where he took a job in a call center or telecommunications or whatever the business was and he was working, he just started the job. A couple of weeks later, he got the call from God. Hey, you've got to quit. You've got to work back on the show. I need you working on the show. That God voice, in that moment, he could have fed either one of two voices. He could have put his energy on one of two things. The human voice, which is probably the program of his parents, his mom in particular, say, hey, get you a good job, get security, get benefits. Stay small. Stay small. Or he could have done the opposite. Follow the God voice. The God voice is saying to you, hey, Tyler Perry, it is time for you to do this show. We need you to do this show. You're not going to quit until I tell you it's game over. And look at where Tyler Perry is today. And I believe that that's the same exact thing that's happening here. If God is guiding you to let go of those relationships, if God is guiding you to move out of that toxic house or that toxic environment or that toxic city or that toxic state or country, 
wherever it is, whatever it is. And God is telling you, go in this direction, consume this food, watch this content, talk to these people, build these relationships, make this network, build this company, start this project. What is going to be the thing that supports you to do that? I remember watching a YouTube video from a YouTuber that I, I really liked a few years ago. His name was Casey Neistat. And he made an interesting YouTube video about his story with vlogging and how he got to the stage where he was at now. And he talked about camera equipment and he said something about like gear doesn't matter because gear is only meant to support the story. Story is the king. And he made out this like really interesting video and this diagram to illustrate this point. And he said story sits at the top of that pyramid. Your life purpose sits at the top of the pyramid, everything else around you, your tools, everything. So think about this. What are your tools? The content you consume, videos you watch, books you read, stuff that you listen to, podcasts like this one, people, food. They all support the story, your story, your life purpose. But you have to have the right things around you to support you to accomplish the mission, to accomplish the goal. This is a message that everyone needs to hear. At lifepurpose.com, it is our purpose to support, guide, and empower you, the big ones, in living your life's purpose. To receive powerful daily meditations and mentoring for your life's purpose, join our premium membership and claim your seven-day free trial by clicking the link in the description or visit lifepurpose.com directly. And now back to the episode. Emma, I think we've mentioned this before that what you feed will grow and what you starve will die. Let me ask you now, if you were still drinking alcohol as heavily as you were- I never was drinking heavily. But let's assume that you were drinking alcohol at the same capacity or in the same quantity as you were when you were living in London and you had done this as part of that identity, if you had not made that shift, if you had not let go and you continued on that path, where do you think you'd be today, 10 years later? Very far off my true purpose. Why is that? Because drinking alcohol is not in alignment with my true purpose. And that is my truth. How do you know that? I just know it. You just feel it internally, right? Yeah, I just know it. It's an internal knowing. Was it that same internal knowing that led you to end some of the relationships that you had with people growing up? Yes. And what about for the food? Is what you ate, whatever you, what was your diet like 10 years ago? And what, what is your diet like today? 10 years ago, I was able to eat anything at all, at any time. Pasta, rice, potatoes, Indian food. Greek food, Spanish food, spicy food. I could handle anything at any time. And now? Nowhere near as close. It's very refined, isn't it? Yes. And, you know, I just need to see it as a good thing that my body is reacting when I do not consume what I should be consuming instead of seeing it as a curse. Oh, my body is reacting to certain spices, oh my gosh, look at my skin, how my skin is reacting. Like, what's wrong with me? 
this has been a program in the back of my mind sometimes. What's wrong with me? I can't even go to a restaurant and have certain foods anymore. Everyone else does it. Why can't I? What's wrong with me? As you say that, and you say it with such enthusiasm, I see the humor. Yeah, because that's what we used to do, and that was enjoyable. And I think that's what the pain is. Like, how much more do we need to let go of things that we used to enjoy? And as we were saying, they were things that were bonding us. But can you see in this moment, I know that there's a part of you that attaches to that and gets sad by that, but can you understand and see from your own life how the thing that you let go of cleared up space for God to bless you with even greater things? Like, think about it. When we met five years ago, the programs that you had inside of your head, how you thought about things, your perception and your projection, that's another form of a diet that you had to let go of. And what's left now? A completely different Hema Almond than five years ago. A completely different Hema Almond than 10 years ago. You have cleared the way for something even bigger to come into your life. And as, literally, as I'm saying this now, I can see there was a, usually you can find this on Instagram or if you just Google it, there's that picture of Jesus holding the, the big teddy bear behind his hands. That's what I've been seeing. And there's the little girl with the little teddy bear and she's holding on to it. Jesus wants the teddy bear from the little girl so he can give her the big, big teddy bear. But she's saying, no, but I want this. I want to keep on to my teddy bear. Mm. And I think this is in connection with what you have been saying in the last couple of weeks, that you feel that there's a part of you that needs to now grow up. Mm. There's a part of all of us that needs to grow up to embrace our bigness, to live out our purpose. But we cannot be doing that if we're playing small. We cannot do that if we're holding on to the little teddy bear. We've got to let go of that little teddy bear. Because the little teddy bear is actually you. It's your little self. But God wants to give you the bigger version of you. But you're like, no, I want that little teddy bear. Because it's familiar. It's what you're comfortable with. This is interesting because my entire life, I have been very open and willing in constantly embracing the unknown and letting go. But I think at this stage where I am right now, there is a little grief, a little sorrow in once again embracing the next level and letting go of what was there. Like, for example, we've been told, we've been invited, and we have received the call to let go of consuming all forms of hot food or cooked food, if we are ready for that. Now, that would mean that I need to let go of my all-time favorite cacao. What if it's already served its purpose? Which has been my everyday medicine, which kept me going and which was one of my favorite parts of the day, <laughs> believe it or not. And I feel sad about that. <laughs> you know, what's interesting is that from my side, I'm glad I only have cacao once a week hot cacao because the way I feel right now it lowered my energy mm. my nose is I can feel that it's stuffed and it doesn't feel so good did you put seasonings in there you know just a little bit of San Pedro literally like a little quarter of a teaspoon of San Pedro and the, the plant milk that you have 
The rice milk. The rice milk. And I'm noticing for me, I would rather just eat fruits. Mm. I don't even, the only time that I drink water is with my smoothie, with my banana and fruit smoothie. And that's it. Other than that, I consume water through fruits and it feels significantly better. And I'm going to the, I'm going to the toilet to pee more than I have ever actually when I was drinking water, that whole liter of water in the morning. So what's the difference? Hmm. If you know that one day you're going to leave love uh, here and you're going to go to Loveland, to the mountain home, to the Healing Wellness Center mountain home, if that's for the greatest and highest good, I don't see you complaining about leaving here. I never, I never hear you complaining about leaving here. Why? I think it's because there is a pleasure association in your head still at this stage. And I can see that as well for myself as well, because I think food for a large part of us, and again, food is just the form. Food is just the energetic manifested form. It takes place in any form. If there's anything pleasurable in your life, whether it's video games, pornography, any specific addiction, group of people, whatever, fill in the blank. If that's a pleasure source for you, the brain has a hard time to let that go of that pleasure source. But being in this home, in this environment, there has been more discord than pleasure for you. Would you agree with this statement or not? Yes, also because of the past of this home. Exactly, because your aunt lives here and the outcome of your aunt, the fate of your aunt and how she wound up basically starving herself until she killed herself, that's pretty tragic. So that thought is here in you. And then on top of that, that crazy little boy that's constantly screaming, for, since we've been here, that lowers your pleasure around this place. You can't find peace here. So you're excited to leave. But what if this was a place and an environment where you had the best time ever? You would absolutely, and it makes sense, you would absolutely have a difficult time letting go and moving out of here because of the memories and the attachments that you formed here. Like, think about it. When we have traveled around the world, we talk, we talk about this still to this day. Like, oh, remember that time? And we smile. And part of me misses that time. But that time is done. It's time to move on. It's time for me to grow up. It's time for me to move on to the next stage of my journey. And I think that's the same way too with food. When we were traveling, we were going to all these restaurants. I still remember the picture of us at, in Romania and we were at that Lebanese restaurant. We had this whole table full of food and we would eat and we would just talk and we would have the greatest time ever. Wow, you know what I'm just hearing? You can gather all this because it's emotional for me. I'm hearing so loud and clearer now. Guys. This is what it means when you outgrow the human experience and you are making your ascension into the divine experience. This is the bridge. This is the bridge. And for whoever is listening to this today, this may be the same thing for you in your life. You may be emotionally eating. You may have toxic relationships where you don't like the people that you hang out with, but you hang out with them because that's what's familiar to you. And to step out into the unknown, to go and blaze your own trail, to walk your own path, it's not the norm. And it may be challenging and difficult. And you know what's even crazier is I'm, I've been listening to these entrepreneur and the uh, entrepreneurial books and these business books in the last couple of weeks. 
and they have made their own path and they're creating their own suggestions on how to do what they've done. But that doesn't align with what we're doing with LifePurpose.com. And I have been trying to research and find books that are as similar to what we need to be doing or what we are choosing to do. And I cannot find any books, which tells me that what we're doing is something that is gonna require us to take a leap of faith. It's gonna require us, like Christopher Malchizedek has been saying, or was saying in that video that you sent me, do what's in your heart. Do what makes you come alive because that's what the world needs more of. That, that was the main point. We need more people that have come alive. In order for you to come alive though, you need to step out of the womb. You need to step out of the familiar and go out. Once again, wow. It's, it's like a constant rebirthing yourself. Constant reinvention. And that's uncomfortable. Especially if you have had pleasurable moments in your environment with a group of people, food, whatever that form that has taken place that has been a source of pleasure for you. It will require you to, much like Jesus, going 40 days and 40 nights in the desert, I believe, embracing the unknown, being in isolation, going through the darkest moments of your life, being challenged mentally, physically, and spiritually to embrace a higher calling, to fulfill God's will into and around you, your life purpose. What do you think that's really gonna take? For Tyler Perry, he had to do that play over and over and over again for seven years, I think it was, until he had that breakthrough moment. Not many people are willing to do that. Many people, because they're so comfortable in that pleasure zone, that to get out of that comfort zone, to get out of that comfort cushion, is too much of a stretch for them. And because it's too much of a stretch for them, it's easier for them to play small. But if we're saying, and we're creating content for the big ones, that requires us to walk our talk as well. That requires us to leave New York City, sell all our stuff, live out of a backpack, not knowing what's gonna happen a month from now, two months from now, three months from now, but literally going in faith going in faith that God is guiding the way and that as long as you stay with faith and have trust, it will reveal itself, it will be okay. But that can be scary for a lot of people. As I look at you today, share and speak, I can feel how connected and grounded you're in, how grounded you are in your true divine essence and in your divine truth. This is perhaps the first podcast where I can hear your highest self talk continuously, freely, purely. It's only possible because I grew up that side of me that would rather have the indulging food, the pleasure food, the emotional eating, and I embrace what is for my greatest and highest good. How do you know that your new way of eating is for your greatest and highest good? Did you ever have doubts? 100%. Am I losing weight? Yes, 100%. But how do I feel? What I'm hearing is that, yeah, you're losing weight because you lose the excess weight that isn't you. Yes. You're the burdens. The baggage. The baggage that you're carrying. When, you know, it's interesting you say that because I noticed that over the years since we, since I had my first ayahuasca experience and 
I would then go on to take San Pedro, Iboga, all these psychedelics. To now, I lost so much weight. I know that that is not because of primarily my diet, but rather it is because of all the energetic, trapped, emotional things that were resting and laying inside of me. And it was just manifest as the, the fat or the excess on my body. But as I've been stripping that away, I've been taking the Cambo and all these other medicines, I'm leaner, I'm more focused, I'm more alert, I'm more aware, more conscious. I'm able to look you in the eyes and be much more present. I can feel that. And I feel a great sense of peace. I can feel that too. There is no friction in your field. No. There is no disturbance in your field. Absolutely not. You haven't consumed any disturbing content either today, at least. One piece. But it didn't affect your vibration. Correct. And I'm saying, I know that this is just the, the very beginning, but going based on how I feel now and how I felt just weeks ago, I feel like I am finally, for the first time in my life, alive. Isn't that powerful to say? Wow. Even when we were traveling, even when we were, there was still that Gabriel that had all those fears all the time and could not enjoy the present moment, could not enjoy and fully take in what he was experiencing. But now something really, I can say, has shifted and it feels like a lightness. It feels like a very soft, cloudy pillow or a pillowy cloud. And I can notice my thoughts are incredibly clear on what we must do for likepurpose.com. Our meetings, our level 10 meetings that we have every single week, how much clearer and faster are they now? How much more efficient are they now than when we first started? Our daily sprint meetings, how much more clear and more efficient? How much less am I getting agitated and angry while being at the computer? Because my, I believe it's because my energy is becoming greater, stronger, more powerful than the technology, than any illusions in the outer world. But the key is the diet. The key is diet. And it's not just the food. It's everything. How are you treating your body? How are you talking to yourself? Who are you surrounding yourself with? It's all part of the tools that support the story that support your story. Your story is your life purpose. I truly believe that God has a purpose for you, big one. And that in order for you to live out that purpose, which is at the top of the pyramid, it transcends job, it transcends money, it transcends assets, wealth, everything. It is the highest calling and the highest expression that God has put for you to become. In order for you to do that, you must purify yourself. In order for you to live your purpose, you must be in full alignment with the divine will, not the human will. But how do you do that? And how do you know to differentiate the two? You must be able to feed one voice and starve the other. It is a clear and conscious choice. The difference between the two is in the feeling. How do you feel when the human has you self-sabotage? 
How, how does it feel when the God voice in you tells you to do something that winds up being for your greatest and highest good? It may not feel so pleasurable in the moment, but the reward is after. Perfect example. There was a time where I could say I had a slight addiction to pornography. I wouldn't call it an extreme addiction, but it was still something that was keeping my energy very low. This was in my early 20s, very early 20s. And while in the moment, consuming that content may have been pleasurable, directly after, I felt horrible. I felt very low. I couldn't look people in the eye. I felt so much shame and guilt and so much discord and so much discord around this topic until one day the pain was too great and my time was being wasted on this mindless activity where I had to shed this. If you are hypothetically overweight and if you've gone to that point of the suffering being too great, are you going to continue to allow yourself to suffer or are you going to follow that God voice that tells you, hey, that bagel that you're eating, it tastes good in the moment, I know, but how about you have this instead? How about you cut out the carbs, the processed foods first, see how you feel. And if you follow that voice and you sustain that for a couple of months, guaranteed the God voice in you is going to tell you the next step of the stage of the plan hey you see you see this hot food that you're eating you see this sugar that you're eating how about you cut that out how about you cut out all processed foods now how about you cut out all canned foods and that's exactly what what happened with me and it happened all in such a short time where the human was a little bit overwhelmed like what am i going to eat if i cut out all of this now am i going to live on green grass from the meadows I believe human consciousness will eventually ascend to the point of not needing to physically consume anything because the way that you consume energy, your food source, is through light. So if you think about it, there was the stage where in the early days of the internet, you had to connect to the, to the modem. So you had to plug that little phone cord into the computer, right? But then they came up with the Wi-Fi. It's still the same thing. Mm you're still able to access the internet, but not through that direct physical source. You're able to access the internet through the Wi-Fi. What if that's gonna be the same thing for humans, the next version of the human in, in the new earth era, where we quickly are bridging from eating the heavy foods, eating the, the meats, the process, the groceries, the everything, to then going into a very light diet to then you don't even need that anymore because you've ascended to a whole new level of consciousness where you realize that this is just a form of energy in a physical container and that actually, wait a second, I can consume energy wirelessly in the form of light. And how much easier would it be then for you to absorb energy and the nutrients that you need to sustain your physical body while here on planet Earth? So what if God wants you to do it the much simpler and easier way, but you've been acting out these programs like you were saying earlier from your parents, from your environment. It needs to be this way. Well, what if it doesn't need to be that way? If the outer world has shown you you need to eat food, what if it does not need to be that way? 
If the outer world has shown you you need to eat meat and processed foods, well, what if it does not need to be that way? If the outer world has shown you you need to have a job in order to receive a source of income, well, what if it does not need to be that way? And there are other people that are incredibly wealthy that have already disclosed that the secret to wealth is not actually to acquire money, but to acquire assets and that those assets pay you passive income so that you can sustain yourself. But yet the mass mainstream of consciousness believes they need a job or they need to have some type of a business that pays them physical cash. And on top of that, most people may not even be aware that there is a difference between cash and money. Money has three distinct aspects that make it money. The unit of account, store of value, the medium of exchange. The value is in money. Cash fiat currency is not a store of value. It is a unit of account and a medium of exchange. But most people don't know that. Why? Because most people have not been exposed to that. Most people have not been exposed to that understanding. The difference between money and cash. And that to obtain cash, it's not the same as to obtain assets that pay you cash passively so that you can invest that cash to acquire more assets and use a sum of that cash or use a portion of that cash to make purchases with whatever it is that you choose. It's a completely different state of consciousness, but that is not the program that most people run on. And it's that simple. Mm -hmm. I believe when you change your diet radically to a high vibrational diet, you are transcending and transmuting automatically a majority of lower vibrational programs. All lower vibrational programs and all ideas. And it becomes very effortless. You're breaking through the norm. You're breaking through the status quo. You're transcending all those limitations. You are literally raising your vibration and consciousness. You are literally ascending your consciousness to become something completely different than what is what the norm of society, the mainstream of consciousness has led you to believe was the truth of who you truly are. And it doesn't require hard work. It does not. And this is the other side of life, I believe. There is the hard way and there is the woo way, the effortless way of living. The effortless way of living, perhaps living in the new earth reality or in the new earth state of consciousness, is that it is effortless. It is effortlessly simple. But we as humans, for whatever reason, have been programmed to make it difficult, to make it complicated. Same thing with the diet. Like how many different diets are there out there in the world? There's a lot of distortion when in fact it is, can be very simple. Hey, just eat the stuff that grows from Mother Earth. You've said this before. Eat the stuff that comes from directly from Mother Earth. Eat from the vine to be divine. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the LifePurpose.com podcast. If you found this episode valuable, share it with someone that you know needs to hear this. And until next time on the LifePurpose.com podcast.